Are you ready? Are you recording? Am I recording? It looks like you're recording. Can you, are record, you can you record too? Are you recording this call? You have to tell me if you're recording the call. <laughs> can I just tell you to look in the upper left-hand corner of your screen? Oh, sure enough. I'm required by law to ask you to look into the upper left-hand corner of your screen. We're recording. So here we are, two dudes talking. Two dudes just talking. Hey, dude. What do you want to talk about? Howdy. Welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast. This is your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as is almost always, is uh, the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. Uh, good to have you back. Um, I uh, was looking at the... Uh, economic and i'll uh, tell you what it is great to be back okay but after uh yeah after <laughs> we had a little we had a little glitch right there for a second but we're back we're, we're okay now no i think it's still glitching I, I i don't i don't know uh but um uh you were ending the recession or keeping the next recession at bay and uh, here we are, episode 47 of uh, Managing Expectations, just two dudes talking. So let's, the, let's, let's talk about it. This is what people, this is what the podcasting world needs, is more, more dudes talking. I, uh, but, but I'll just be just real honest. I, I think that it's good for me to take a week off after the review of The Deep Blue Goodbye um, I was reeling for several days after that. Did you go to Mexico and get uh, testosterone injections after uh, your performance on the book club? <laughs> I don't need to go to Mexico for that stuff. <laughs> so uh, they put a robot on Mars. Did you see that? I did. I, and I saw some of the images come through uh, this afternoon. And man, how cool is that? Uh, yeah, I don't care. Uh, because um, I, could, I have never cared less about other planets than I've cared this week and this year. I mean, I suppose that there are those who will wax eloquently about the cooperation of mankind achievements of science and uh, technology, and I do not give a fig. You, you know who doesn't have gas or electricity? The Martians. Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nothing else going on, I guess. It is interesting that we can put a rover on Mars and send back HD images uh, I mean, that's, that's quite an achievement, right? Is that, is that right? Are they HD? Look, looked HD on my, on my iPhone. Uh, cause I, all I did was hear about it. I was listening to like, uh, some news podcasts. And yeah. They got a robot on Mars and it's got some sort of cute name. It's almost like Wally. It's like Polly or something. <laughs> Skipper. I, I don't know what its name is. Skipper. <laughs> was, was that was that bar was that barbie's cousin skipper or sister um was uh the skipper doll that that was who the timothy chalamet character was based on in um call me by my name your name hey dude call me by your name <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So um, would you like to hear how it's going in Texas? Well, yeah. Give, 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 uh, give our listeners a report from the front lines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is your, your number one. Uh, yeah. This is, this is uh, Jeff Winger reporting live from the battlefield. Um, so we're recording this at the end of the week um, and things are largely back to normal unless you suffered some serious damage like busted pipes. So uh, just an overview for the historical record, those who don't come to managing expectations as, as, as America's number one news source. Um, so Sunday, it was uh, forecast, the weather was forecast that an intense uh, cold weather was coming down from the north. So this is like Arctic air that's blown. Yeah, that's usually where bad news comes from, is from the north. You, you, you say that like a South Dakota. So it's like Arctic air that blows through Canada, blows through the upper plains, and then comes down and like honestly goes down to the Mexican border and beyond and settles. So from Sunday night until Thursday around noon, uh, it was below 20. And at times it was a lot below 20. Um, and the wind chill, uh, Monday, Tuesday, the wind was howling. Um, and, and so there was a wind chill factor. Now, look, I, I'm, I grew up in Denver, uh, uh, bo born in the Midwest and, uh, grew up in Denver. So I know, um, uh, what winter is like, and it's why I moved to Texas and it's why I don't complain when it is galactically hot all summer long, okay? Yeah, it gets really hot here, okay? But you know what? There's tons of water. We get tons of rain, you know, it's okay. Uh, but in addition, to, in addition to the cold, there was also snow. Now, not a lot of snow. But I'm here to tell you, nobody in Texas knows how to drive on ice and snow. And I don't think that that's me being chauvinistic. I think most Texans would tell you they don't really know how to drive on ice and snow. They don't get um, a whole lot of experience. Yeah. So I went into work on Monday and um, uh, there I was one of four cars on the road. The other three, I swear to you, seemed intent on causing a three-car pilot. Um, it was it was ridiculous. As as the merely slow uh, was freaking out the extraordinarily slow. And so when the merely slow was trying to pass with like not really enough room to pass because there was like the third car up above, up in front in the fast lane, the incredibly slow would like get kind of panicky and like start hitting the brakes, you know? So I'm thinking <laughs> this is gonna get out of hand. I just need to back out of this. So um, I just kind of watched thinking maybe I ought to be videotaping this, but I don't know. I don't know how to blur the license plates if I have to post it to YouTube. Anyway, uh, the sun was out and, uh, and, and that was fine, but it, it was like so intensely cold. So what happened then, and, and we can get into this, but the, the power grid started collapsing. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe it's, maybe it's been in the news for a minute or two where you are, where you're listening to this. Um, it, it that that news did make its way to Colorado. 
So it, it probably made its way to other places too. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I think that the national news is happy to make um, uh, Texas look bad. Um, uh, I don't think, in, in my view, um, this is not on, on par with uh, the California power problems. But that's just what I read, you know, and I mean, you know, we're all a little skeptical of what we read in the newspaper, depending on which newspaper and so forth. So, um, so the power uh, was out a little, then the power was out a lot. And the only access to the internet that we had was through our phones and even Mrs. Winger's phone wasn't, wasn't really great in uh, getting the web so you know i was checking things and you know they call it rotating blackouts and they were doing this to keep you know the you know i don't know the the the, the entire electrical grid uh from collapsing yeah trying to keep essential services on as much as possible yeah the thing is um they would tell you that you know it would be on for a couple of hours but sometimes the couple of hours was like 15 minutes. So uh, Sunday into Monday, we woke up Monday and the temperature in the house was 55. And then on Tuesday morning, we woke up and it was 45. And at this point, we're thinking at our current rate of, of, of chill, um, will be dead by Thursday. So uh, the other thing is, um, okay, so my mother came up from her apartment and been staying with us so she could go to some doctor's appointments. The last one was supposed to take place on Tuesday, okay? So um, so my mom, my, my aged mother is here and she was cold when we had electricity, okay? So uh, Monday night into Tuesday morning, uh, we moved her into the master bedroom. Um, so it was my mom, the dog, me and Mrs. Winger, all like in the same master suite here at Stately Winger Manor. Um, you know, just like on the frontier. Just like they used to do it. Yeah, yeah. But remember, what we figured out is we don't do that anymore because our families aren't great. So that's a kind of, a, anyway. So you're not going to keep, you're not going to keep that up. That's the, the no, no. Out. Well, we didn't. And plus, at that point, then we would we would get power for anywhere. You know, Tuesday. I mean, power was like, you know, we might get thirty minutes, and then it'd be off for four to six hours. And then, you know, like the longest we ever had it was two hours. Then it would be off for another four to six hours. Um, and and you know, I know that they said that it was a rotating blackout, but I got to tell you that I mean, when it it was that irregular, it kind of seems like it was just breaking down. Mm -hmm. So, um, so then I decided to take. Well, I mean, look, it was going to be really hard to keep my mom. Uh, oh, okay. Well, so a couple things happened. One is a friend loaned me his gasoline powered generator, which I set up on the patio and we ran extension cords into the house. And so we had a space heater in the kitchen and a space heater in the master bedroom. And that kept the pipes from freezing. Good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I've many times said, I don't know how people lived without pickup trucks before. I mean, how do you, you know, how did you, seriously, I mean, I mean, 
50, 60, 70 years ago, how did a guy get plywood home from the store? I mean, I guess you had it delivered. Yeah, you just have it delivered. Amazon Prime that. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, this is symptomatic, Brian. I just feel like you're not even listening to me. So anyway, uh, uh, along with the uh, pickup truck, um, I'm not sure how a guy lives without a generator. And frankly, I don't intend to uh, live without one. There are, there will be challenges keeping the, you know, carburetor clean, keeping the gas fresh because, you know, gas goes bad in the can. Um, but I mean, it was a lifesaver. I mean, my, my, my friend uh, saved it, saved us. Um, I mean, no fooling. It, it, it was a lifesaver because, because our neighbors across the alley their pipes froze. Oh. I mean, so they were on the same schedule, the same grid we were, but they didn't weren't able to fire up uh, space heaters, and uh, their pipes froze. So you know, and he's an older guy; he's older even than me. And uh, he said it sounded like somebody shot a fire, uh, shot, a, shot a shotgun off in his uh, I don't know if it was kitchen or, or utility room, but he went out and water was going all over the place and then he had to like go out and he had to get the lid off the water shut off. And of course it was frozen. So he had to like hammer it and break it, you know, and, and, and honestly, uh, he's, a, he's a terrific neighbor, but I mean, he's, he's in his seventies. Okay. So, I mean, here it is 20 degrees or, or, you know, less, you know, I mean, it could easily have been in the teens at this point. And, uh, you know, he's out there hammering it. Anyway, got it shut off, but tons of damage. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, so we didn't, we didn't suffer that, but it was only because of a generator, which is why I am generator shopping as, as well, you know, I've taken some time off of generator shopping. But uh, uh, to do the podcast, but I, I, I intend to resume as soon as <laughs> as soon as we sign off here. So um, the so mother can't take another night of forty five degrees, and we have no expectation of the grid getting better. I mean, they you know to to their credit, the authorities are like. Yep, we've screwed the pooch and it's going to be like this through Thursday. And it was, and it mm -hmm. absolutely was. Um, our power came back up around 10.30 Thursday. We kept waiting for it to come off, to drop off again. And it hasn't dropped. Now it's Friday afternoon. Good afternoon, Brian. Well, see, I wasn't going to say that, but. So. So the power's back on, and I think we're through it today. It was probably in the 30s. The you know the you know okay. So the state of Texas apparently doesn't own a, a, a snowplow, um, or you know I mean they got to like go to Galveston for sand or something because the roads have been abysmal. So you just you got to take it you got to take it slow, but through traffic and so forth i mean and, and and just the rising temperature it is starting at the grocery store today the uh you know the the parking lot hadn't been plowed so it was just pure ice it was crazy what was outstanding what was outstanding was seeing people uh push their uh push their grocery carts out you know they're getting a full head of steam up they like hit this solid ice their uh <laughs> their their cart flips up and back at about a 45 degree angle so and i, I just think to myself yeah who, who would have seen that coming genius so anyway these are the same guys who like you know get into gmc yukons and go tooling out of there mm-hmm so mother, you know, mother can't stand another day. I mean, even, I mean, night was the least of our problems, but, but the day was, was really tough. 
So, um, so she had her doctor's appointment in the early afternoon. And even though they were pre, uh, forecasting um, more snow uh, on Tuesday evening, I loaded up and I ran her down. So uh, my mom lives uh, just north of Austin. You might want to. You might want to clarify. You loaded up and ran her down. <laughs> uh, yeah, Freud said there are no accidents. So we loaded up the car and we oh. headed down to uh, her apartment, uh, which is on the same grid as the hospital in the small town where she is. And so uh, they don't. So so they've had power. Good. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I mean, but the driving was not horrible. Uh, I've had worse drives from, say, Boulder back down to Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't good. Yeah. You know, visibility was tough at times. And, you know, people drive kind of funny. And, uh, you know, there really was, uh, you know, ice that's essentially in, invisible so um you know but we you know we got down there got mom unloaded my sister was there but there was no time for a long goodbye because i needed to get back on the road so it's another like best case scenario three and a half hours and this was this was kind of wild so uh the, it got dark and i kind of thought i was getting lost and I may have gotten a little lost, but I, I got my way back onto I-35 and just headed north. And from there, you know, it, you know, you really got to work hard to miss Dallas. But I got into Dallas like between nine and 10 and there were like vast blocks of skyscrapers that were just completely dark. Wow. not illuminated at all yeah it was it was uh it was dystopian yeah i bet so uh got got through that it actually started snowing now i mean i look i didn't want to stay in a small town i didn't want to get stuck there i didn't want to miss work uh i didn't you know i wanted to be i i, I mean when uh this sort of uh stuff is getting real um, I would rather be with my wife than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I wanted, I, I wanted to get back to my baby, man. So, um, but I believed that I was driving right into the teeth of the store. Okay. <laughs> uh, as it turns out, that didn't happen. Good. And, uh, by the time I was in North Dallas, it started flurries were starting again. Okay, and it was still, you know, epically cold, but uh, got back in. So uh, at that point, then we had really figured out the whole generator thing. You know, we filled up, we um, um, kept it running in such a way that no pipes were, <laughs> no, no, no pipes were injured in the filming of this production. Good. Yeah. So. Uh, the question is, what the what? I mean, what the what and what? I mean, I thought the whole point of Texas was like an abundance of oil and energy. So, so that here are some things that I would like to share. <laughs> okay. Okay, so in the summertime, okay, so first of all, it does get cold in Texas, but it rarely gets into the 20s, okay? This was like zero degrees, negative one. I mean, it got really cold. Yeah, so and, and, and if it does, it, it'll, it'll bounce right back. It's not like you stay in sub-20s, right? Yes, correct, correct. Now there are people, okay, so you may remember some years ago, 10 or 11 years ago, uh, they were hosting the Super Bowl 
at the Cowboys Stadium, the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, which is um, a uh, soulless uh, uh, suburb between Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay, there is no there. There is the Cowboys Stadium. There's Six Flags. That's it, really. There's a UT Arlington, UTA, but you know, whatever. I'm sure it's, it's a nut. You know, it's fine. Anyway, uh, uh, so the Packers and the Steelers were in town, and there was just a ton of ice. And there's some people say, well, yeah, that was worse. Uh, but it wasn't worse in the sense that you didn't have the energy problem. You didn't have the prolonged energy problem. So for, I mean, I bet our power was out at the longest for like 36 hours. And listen, um, uh, do you remember that episode of Band of Brothers called Bastone? I do. Like, remember how like they would be eating cold food and freezing in the dark? I do. So it was like that, except for the exploding trees and stuff. No Germans. <laughs> well, just the one I married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she, you know, she was a trooper, and and uh, look, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't give way to belly aching and i mean you know, look this is this is the deal and it stinks and you know you got to get through it so yeah. but let me tell you uh the texans have a reputation for being tough that i do not believe they deserve any longer i think they may have peaked in about 1871 after they beat the comanche um there were there, I've overheard conversations that just make me think uh, that that people have gotten really soft. Like a, like a guy was on the phone and he was saying, we had to cook chili in the fireplace. Well, okay. But on the whole, uh, you know, on the, on, on, on the whole scale of human suffering, all right? Uh, I mean, look, for, for a long time, that's the only place that people cooked chili. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, so the only difference between North Texas to this week and North Texas in 1850 uh, would have been the fact that in 1850, they weren't worrying about their pipes bursting. Right. They couldn't check Twitter. On their iPhone. <laughs> also, also that. So there were our, there were there were some differences. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we have adv advanced micro blends to keep us warm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it, it was it was rough. I mean, and and and. Yeah. But but then there's you just hear this unbelievable stuff, and I mean, I don't know. I I believe that the last figure I heard was like thirty people have died in Texas from the cold. And most of that has been stuff like moving um, your propane heater inside, uh, yeah. trying to keep the house with charcoal. So these things that can cause asphyxiation. Uh, there was uh, a, 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 a woman uh, that a friend of mine told me about was warming up in her car in the garage and while she opened the garage door, carbon monoxide can still pool. And you know, once you fall asleep, you don't always wake up, right? And I heard that if you do wake up after carbon monoxide poisoning, it's a it's a headache. Got a real headache. Yeah, and other things. Yeah. So anyway, um, so the you know vast you know driving back Tuesday, vast portions of Dallas were in, in, in complete darkness. Uh, I was wiped out just emotionally with my mom, mentally from paying attention to the road, yeah. physically. I mean, I had like, okay, like I never take headache. I pretty much always have 
acetaminophen in my system. Okay. I have, a, I have Tylenol in my system the way Churchill had brandy in his system. Okay. If I don't need it right now, I'm going to need it soon. So what, why wait? Um, uh, but, but I didn't, you know, have any with me and I had such a headache when I got back. So anyway, I uh, got to sleep in on Wednesday, but then went into work. And I wasn't scheduled. So I, they weren't expecting me to put it that way. And I, and so I was a great hero. Uh, <clears throat> um, so here's the thing. The houses here are built for the intense heat because every single year you can count on it being not just hot, galactically hot. I mean, it was hot here when there was nothing but buffalo. Okay, I'm sorry, bison, but yeah. what? Yeah. Is buffalo, that more like it? No, buffalo live in Africa, bison live here. So when there's nothing but bison, it was hot. Now, over the last, whatever, 75 years, they've done, they've covered every, like, you know, I don't know. 200 square miles of the lord's good green earth with concrete you know so yeah it gets pretty odd here in the summer okay but then the houses and everything's geared for that all right mm -hmm. and as you as you point out yeah 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 it gets cold but it almost never lasts so this was a more intense cold and it did last and a lot of things the system wasn't ready for Okay, I, look, I don't think that the, the houses aren't efficient that way. Um, I would also say the following. Uh, in our house, um, well, I keep it a little warmer in the summertime than most people do. Um, because I am not going to, for one thing, as a child of the 70s, um, with my crazy parents, plus the OPEC oil embargo, and the craziness of uh, inflation and all of that. I, I don't want to pay. Okay, so I spent my entire childhood getting yelled at about not about leaving that the light on in the room if I leave it, right? Mm -hmm. Turn that light off only more colorfully from dad. Um, um, so, so I don't want to give the electric company any more of my money than I have. Also, honestly, if it's like cold, if I have the AC down colder than 82, Mrs. Winger's putting a sweater on. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to pay for Mrs. Winger to put a sweater on in the summertime. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, so we keep it in like in the low 80s and people look at me like I'm some sort of monster. So be it. But that's just a little something about me that maybe you didn't know, Brian. Let's say a normal person, it's 100 degrees outside. They want to move it to like 68, 72, somewhere in the comfort zone for the mm -hmm. family, okay? You're moving the temperature 30 degrees, all right, to be comfortable, all right? This week, it's been zero. And so how warm do you have to get it to not die, okay? So you got to move it like 45 degrees just to like not die of exposure. And then to get it somewhere near comfortable, you got to like get it into the 60s. So you're moving it twice as high. Right? Yeah. Are you with me? Are you with I'm me? with you. Yeah. So the demand was a lot greater at the very time when uh, not only are the houses not constructed for the cold, neither, it turns out, are the power generation systems. Uh, now, you know, there's a lot of nonsense with the politicians making this about the culture war. That people want to blame it on the windmills. Okay, you know what? The Europeans have windmills that work in crappy weather. Uh, the, you know, the Europeans have everything that works in crappy, frozen, wet weather. You know why? Because they paid for it in the first place. 
The Texans didn't pay for it because you know why? It almost never happens. It never happens like this, like once in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 10 years ago, they got ice, big deal. I mean, it lasted a few days, but I mean, it's not like everybody's pipes were busted. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this this weather outage was a real was a real problem. Is it time for, uh, how long have we been at this? Do you know? Did you catch <clears throat> Yeah, we're about, we're, I think we're about 40 minutes in. Holy smokes. I'm sure people have just been paying. I, listener, I want to thank you for still being there. I appreciate it. You, you said never open with the weather, but what if we just talked there about is the no. I didn't. First of all, I opened with Mars because I don't give a fig about Mars. <laughs> I don't give a Mars bar about figs. All I care about is the weather this week. No, it's not true. I care about money. I care about the weather. I care about money. Love I care ones. about survival. I care, I care about who? Your loved ones. I, right. Them. <laughs> I care about another failed human institution. Like, what the what? Oh, and by the way, so my sister, I got my sister on the phone. This is before we decided to take mom down in the teeth of the storm. Mm-hmm. And, and my sister's like, well, can't you go to a warming station? I'm like, oh yeah, but remember the pandemic is going on? You know, my mom is like 79. She's had one shot. She's had, you know, one part of the vaccine. It's probably good enough, but who knows? What's a warming station? It's just like a teepee that you, that people just gather whoa, in? Whoa, whoa, Teepee, Brian? Really? <laughs> Is that okay? Is, is it okay is, to call it? Is that not what it's called? I don't know what they're called. I don't know. Is that still okay? What's the difference between a TP and a wigwam? By the way, I don't think I'm making it better. If we still. <laughs> the fact that you don't know makes it pretty bad. Yeah. It means I'm a racist. Um, uh, a warming station is like, it's like a city building. It's a church where the power's on and people can go and get a hot cup of coffee and warm up and I don't know, sit on a cot. I don't know. I would never go to one. I would just, because you know what, Mrs. Winger and I, and we, and we, we are two peas in a pod, but um, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to abandon the house if I don't have to. Does that make sense? That does make sense. All right. Uh, The, uh, the, the difference between a teepee and a wigwam is that a teepee is a type of Native American tent and a wigwam is a type of tent or dwelling used by Native Americans. What, what was a wigwam? A tent or dwelling. So. And what's a teepee? A, a cone-shaped tent. So I, uh, a wigwam, I'm getting the impression that a wigwam is probably more... Um, permanent than a TP. TP, you know, transfers easily, mobile. So maybe, hmm, maybe, oh yeah, like a, okay, well anyway, uh, yeah, that's not a warming station. Okay. Okay. Brian, who is, uh, uh, let's take a quick break and uh, hear hear about our sponsor who's our main sponsor our number one sponsor which we're thankful for um not just this week but every week is mrswinger.com there you will find comfortable stylish and effective face coverings uh, in a variety of colors and patterns and uh they're great because they're stylish and the cotton comfort uh, the fabric, the material is what I'm trying to say is uh, very comfortable. So ditch those elastic straps that hook around your ears and uh, may cause a headache. Get something that looks great and feels great at mrswinger.com. Yeah, Mrs. Winger uses uh, cotton cotton ribbing uh, for her for her ear pieces and uh, it's good. Uh, also, we want to remember uh, our buddy uh, Ray at All in a Dream Comics and Books on East Colfax in Denver, Colorado. He's got a terrific collection of uh, graphic novels, um, 
back issues of collectible comics from the Silver Age, Golden Age, um, but really just an unbelievable uh, array of uh, memorabilia and uh, graphic novels. So check out Ray. He can be reached at area code 303-333-8616. Again, that's all in a dream. Comics and books in Denver, Colorado. The loading has begun. And Brian, have you checked out the 7208 podcast? On I Spotify? have. I have. It's very enjoyable. It's cute, right? It is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, for one thing, Chris Levine is so positive and high energy. And and Harrison, sometimes he's engaged in it and sometimes he's like, ah, oh, shucks, dad. And he just didn't want to play. But it's but a lot I mean, of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So the 72-8 podcast uh, by our buddy Chris Levine, uh, available on Spotify. So uh, the, the the Texas weather um, was, was more extreme. It lasted longer. Uh, the system wasn't rigged for it. And there's a couple of podcasts, and they both have had uh, Texas-based author Kevin Williamson um, on him. Uh, he is, he's a conservative, so that's going to be off-putting to half the people that listen uh, to the podcast. But um, he, Kevin Williamson was in the news for a hot minute because he was hired by Jeff Goldberg at The Atlantic uh, some, some years ago. And the millennials on the staff blew a gasket and they said they were threatened and triggered because he had said, I, I don't know, I, I, I think it was taken out of context, but essentially Williamson said that he would favor the death penalty for women who have an abortion. Okay, so I, I, I don't know the context in which he said it, but, but I, I think he said it. Um, he is uh, strongly um, uh, anti-abortion, um, as is his right. And he's a smart guy and he's a writer. And so he's written for uh, several newspapers, but mostly he writes for National Review, which was is the you know conservative journal founded by William F. Buckley in the mid '50s, uh, which really uh, you know it's look it's an interesting cultural development, right? Because, because Buckley and the, uh, the and National Review solidified uh, an intellectual sort of conservatism, and it also chased out the John Birchers and chased out the Ayn Rand pure economic conservatives. Uh, you know, Ayn Rand was incredibly atheistic. I mean, she made Christopher Hitchens seem warm and cuddly on the subject. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I want to like do a whole show on Whitaker Chambers once, but Whitaker Chambers wrote a review of uh, Atlas Shrugged when it came out. Uh, that appeared in National Review, and it was—it's just lacerating. It's—it's it's great. I mean, it's—it's re it's re oh, for one thing, it's really well written. Mm -hmm. uh, Chambers was a terrific writer. But anyway, uh, after that, apparently, uh, Ayn Rand would leave the room anytime Bill Buckley walked in. Anyway, ancient history. Okay, Kevin Williamson writes for uh, uh, National Review now. And he's on a podcast called Mad Dogs and Englishmen with another guy named Charles Cook. And the two of them were talking about Texas. And then uh, Kevin Williamson was also on Jonah Goldberg's Remnant podcast. Uh, there's been no uh, financial consideration pay, uh, paid by any uh, of these podcasts. But uh, since we talk about interesting things uh, and interesting people and ideas. Uh, these are worth checking out because uh, Williamson, you know, really, I think is pretty fair 
saying, no, of course it's not about um, the windmills freezing. Uh, it's about all these other things. You know, the Texas, apparently the Texas power grid is heavily regulated. Um, and I think he, he would be against that. But uh, what, what he says, and, and, and he, for those who, for our listener, who won't actually go and find these other podcasts, uh, what he says is, uh, if you're selling a new home, you say, well, for another, for a few thousand dollars, we can make sure the attic is really insulated, or we could put in granite countertops. And <laughs> Brian, and who, what do you think most people would go with? I'll, I'll take the granite, Bob. <laughs> so when asked Texans, uh, when asked, um, when you asked Texans, would you like to see a bump in your power, in your, elect, in, in your power payments? Uh, or would you rather have the granite countertops? Uh, they say, yeah, we'll, we'll take the granite countertops. This, it's, can we get them in the bathrooms too, please? You know, I don't know how that works. So, you know, so look, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that could have happened, but I mean, how much money do you want to spend on, see, I think it's a once in a century event. Um, this much cold, this much cold air coming this far south and staying and not being dissipated, not not being blown away or blown apart. I mean, I, I still don't know why we couldn't count on something warm coming in from the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, I don't even know all the meteorological movements that made this nonsense possible. Okay, don't don't research it. Don't don't patronize me by not, going to weather.com. I'm not. I'm uh you said granite countertops. I'm looking at. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, and Mrs. Winger ordered uh, the new cork flooring today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Things. That, well, listen, I mean, adding to the whole. Okay. So like Bastone is. Oh, okay. So anyway. There's no complaint that I can make about the last five days of my life that holds a candle. I mean, I, I, I may have um, suffered it with a little more stoicism, uh, a little more grit than some of my neighbors, though certainly not my elderly neighbor whose pipes burst, mm -hmm. uh, because that guy's John Wayne. I mean, he's, you know. So uh, he, uh, so, but, but, but however well I've done, uh, it's nothing in the vast scope of, of human suffering. Also, it ended of natural, of natural, of natural causes, but that doesn't mean it's great to be eating cold food in the dark, freezing, no. worried that your pipes are burst. Yeah. And, and there's just a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just don't think it's going to happen again for a while. And if it does, I intend to have a portable generator. When you had, you had mentioned the parking lot um, a little bit ago about, you know, ice and the carts and things like that. In Colorado, when we get a, a, a heavy or a decent snowstorm, um, and the, if the lot hasn't been plowed yet, you know, usually they plow them at night right? when there's no cars there. Um, but if we get a, a decent storm during the day and like, you'll go to the store at night to, to kind of get a few things, um, a parking lot in Colorado or in Denver, when there's snow just turns into complete anarchy, people park everywhere. 
I remember that. Carts are just, I mean, people are abandoning carts like crazy now. I mean, they, they don't walk into the little cart corrals anymore. Um, but it's, it's worse when it snows. Like it's just a, it's just a total free for all. And you, you just think, okay, you have to have some idea where you're supposed to park and people just totally give up. Like, well, can't, I, I really don't know. So I'm just, this is, I'll just park right here. (laughs) (laughs) They don't try to like use like lampposts as a frame of reference. Like surely this is at the four corners of, of four parking spaces. So if I come up. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, Okay, so the thing about Colorado these days is you've got a lot of people from other places. That's right. Um, from California, where they don't deal with winter, and Chicago, where they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few from Dallas, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Do you run into many Texans? Lots. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard that as a few, but not, not very many, because why would they? Um, so... Uh, like if, if they forecast uh, a big snowstorm, are the grocery stores crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. You're like, okay, it's, it's, yeah, we're supposed to get four inches of snow. I mean, I, I'm not sure why um, I can't find any avocados. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, milk, milk, bread, eggs. <clears throat> decimated okay uh so we moved to portland i think we so so we left for portland in a u-haul on well i think may no march no february 1st 1996 and we were towing the car and we were in a U-Haul and uh, uh, we had bad weather through Wyoming. So we're leaving from Denver, had bad weather through Wyoming. We were listening to the radio to see just how bad the weather was gonna be. And then like they said that the highway was shut between this town and that town. And Julene got the Atlas out and she's like, babe, that's, th- we're on that stretch of road. So there was nobody, <laughs> it's, like, it's like it was closed in front of us and behind us. Um, and then we spent the night in Boise and it was freezing cold that night. And then we got in and uh, uh, we got unloaded in the apartment on, I think the third, and we went to the Safeway and they, um, we have never, I've never seen it so busy. So the deal was they were having a gorge, they had forecast a gorge effect uh, ice storm. Now, What's that? What's gorge uh, effect? Well, I'm glad you asked me, Brian. So, what it is okay so like okay hang on let me let me get this right so it's it's uh um like either low pressure rushes into high pressure i think high pressure rushes into low pressure okay but one or the other at any rate so you've got the cascade mountain range which runs north and south uh up uh through oregon and washington Mm -hmm. but then it's broken at uh, the Columbia River Gorge, right where it goes down, and it's a it's a considerable uh, river. Um, and so what happens is freezing cold uh, air comes down from Canada on the east side of the Cascades, and it is pulled inexorably through the gorge, it can't go, it's not going anywhere, it can't go over the Cascades, but it gets sucked through the Columbia River Gorge. So it's like 
a monstrous, like like a super villain or like a super monster, freezing cold blast of air comes comes roaring like a wraith. No, it's bigger than a wraith, you idiot. <laughs> like a really big wraith. <laughs> it would be a wraith the size of Godzilla. So it and, and because, okay, and where is this cold air going? It's going to the west side of the Cascades, where you know what it does 300 days a year? Uh, rains. That is correct, Brian. So every every surface is what, Brian? Ice. Wet. And when that freezing cold Canadian air hits it, it forms unbelievable ice. I mean, there's like four inches of ice on stuff. It was unbelievable. I mean, seriously. I mean, it was like a comic book. It was so crazy that stuff was just frozen. So anyway, we, look, we just moved into an apartment. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're a young couple and we're trying to get settled in our new town. It's all very exciting. And, um, you know, uh, I'm sure Mrs. Winger was all over me. I'm like, hey, baby, we got to go to Safeway, you know, first, you know, how it is. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, You know how it is. Oh, I know how it is. Were you, were you, were you 30? I was. Just probably just barely. Let me think. Yeah, I was 31. 31. Wait. I don't know. I was told there would be no math. Anyway, I'm like 30, 31. Okay. So, um, so we go to the Safeway and there's like lines from the cashiers all the way to the back. Yeah. And just, I mean, and just the normal stuff we wanted to buy. You know, I mean, I think we got everything, but it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and we waited in crazy lines. <clears throat> and then, and then, you know, the next day, I mean, it's just like everything was covered in ice. It was, it was, you know, and it's all like on the, on the east side, right? So like, on, you know, there's a tree and there's like an inch of ice all over the east side of the tree on like every surface every building every car i mean it was just unbelievable it was i mean that was a thing mr freeze um, yeah okay i totally wish i knew one thing that arnold schwarzenegger said in batman and robin can you help me out i can't no 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 and you know why? He, he probably said you need to chill out and then like froze some poor security guard or something. <laughs> wow. You could have been a screenwriter. Yeah. Um, I, t you telling the story, you, well, you were probably in Colorado during the uh, storm of 82. I sure was. Blizzard of 82. I sure was. We were driving back from the mountains in that storm in. With the family. With the family in a you Chevy station wagon. You would have been a little tight. I was. And uh, um, m m my dad said, nobody talk. And nobody said a word for like the three hour drive that we came back down the mountains. Wow. <laughs> and, and uh, the, you know, cars were abandoned on the sides of the road. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And uh, slowly but surely he got us all home safe yeah and then i think we had like two and a half feet of snow yeah that was that was epic um and i do have uh was that was that the one that happened at thanksgiving or christmas christmas okay so either the so then the year before there was another one at thanksgiving mm -hmm. and it was horrible yeah yes and i i remember this because I couldn't get out of my house with from my dysfunctional family in either case. The holidays are tough. I'm calling, I'm calling up people from work, you know, people at school. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? You want me to try to come over? And they're like, nah, we're good. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. Yeah. That was tough. 
which is which is kind of funny because you know, of course, my mom forgets all this. She forgets there was a time. So it was when I was like a little kid in Indiana, and it probably was like after, so like between '73 and the oil embargo and '76 when we left. Uh, but um, uh, it was really cold, and um, energy what energy prices skyrocketed. So nobody budgeted for mm-hmm. the worst cold heat yeah well i mean just like look gas got more expensive we started and there were shortages and, and then the whole thing and um you know the old man wasn't doing great financially and mom was you know working but you know you know look i mean uh i without going into detail yet again about my tragic middle-class upbringing, you know, it was, it was pretty rough. So uh, they decided to close off. We had a, we had a pretty big house. I mean, like upstairs, it was a two-story house. It was probably one, two, like four bedroom, two bath. I don't know. And we had an acre lot. I remember being kind of proud that I could um, cut the whole yard by myself. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, they closed off everything except the kitchen and the family room. And the family room had a fireplace and we're keeping warm by the fireplace. And it was so crazy, so dysfunctional that I just like put a coat on and went up into my room and froze and read comic books. And uh, does mom remember that now? She does not. Does dad? He does not. I'm not making it up. It really happened, you know, they they like got blankets over the doors, you know, to, to hold stuff in. So, you know, or, you know, here's the other thing about my mom. <clears throat> so like Mrs. Winger and I will be engaging in a sort of passionate banter that, that I know, you know, I'm capable of, that we're capable of, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it makes, it makes mom so uncomfortable to hear us talking that way, you know? Like, uh, you know, I mean, I can't even remember an example, but I mean, it was like, look, I'm crazy about my wife and she loves me. Okay. So, I mean, it's good natured ribbing and, you know, I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. You're having a discussion. That's right. But with a measure of edge, fun sarcasm. But I mean, it's not like honeymooner level of, you know, and mom's like, oh, I'm just going to go to my room. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Do you, do you, I mean, do you have any recollection whatsoever? The degree of screaming and yelling that I I put up with growing up between her and dad, it was unbelievable. And now all of a sudden I'm like, you know, well, playing a little rough. Yeah, I mean, it's not even playing well. It's just, it's just how it goes. All right, look. Uh, so, another failed human institution, but we live to fight another day. So, you got anything else? No, I don't. Okay, I've seen a couple movies. We watched a couple movies on Sunday before the wheels fell off. So next time, let's talk about the new Tom Hanks movie, News of the World. And the James Baldwin documentary, I Am Not Your Negro, both of which are terrific for different reasons. But uh, I'm afraid this one, you know, look, I was skeptical of Snowpocalypse, but uh, in this case, it was almost warranted. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's funny because stuff that you take for granted. I mean, electricity, of course, is one of them, but then we have a generator. So the generator is great, but then Thursday morning or no, Wednesday morning, maybe I go out to get gas for the generator. And guess what? All the gas stations are either in the dark because they don't have electricity either, which means they can't pump gas or they're out of gas because the trucks haven't been able to get through because the highways were impassable because 
Texas has about three snow plows in the second largest state in the union. So and we just lent those to Oklahoma. <laughs> we need it back. I know I know what we said, but we need them back. Real bad. <laughs> it's tough down here, partner. And listen, I mean, it was like, it, 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 I mean, Brownsville, Brownsville, which is just like at the very southern tip on the Mexican border. And I mean, it froze. I mean, I don't even know if they bury, I don't even know if they bury the water lines in Brownsville. I mean, just like wow. lay it on the, on the, on the yard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Springsteen said all... All that's sure tonight on the boulevard is that life is just a house of cards. Seems about right. Anyway, nobody <laughs> tried to burn down the U.S. Capitol this week, so we got that going for us. <laughs> we look forward to talking about more good news next time on Two what? Dudes Talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Brian, I'm afraid that just about concludes our session for this evening. It's been good. I feel better. better? I feel better. better. I feel great. (laughs) I'm going to go paint the house. Do you, uh, hey, Mrs. Winger painted the house, Um, but she's concerned about doing the doors. She painted the hallway, but now all the doors are slightly different color. So we need to figure something out. Well, yep. you know, that's that's the sort of hanging. That's the sort of thing you want hanging. Now our listener is going to be like, what's Winger going to do in his hallway? <laughs> well, tune in next time to Managing Expectation. Boy, we just narrowly survived this <laughs> freezing temperature, no power and no heat. I think we'll paint the doors. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this episode of Managing Expectations, Brent, brought to you by MrsWinger.com, All in a Dream Comics and Books in Denver, Colorado, and the 7208 podcast, our buddies over on Spotify. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be with you. Let's go to work. 